Hello, and welcome back to Ordinary Detour. As always, I am Cody. I am Michaela. And are you ready for this chicken? <laughs> ready. <laughs> the chicken is reporting for duty. <laughs> I don't know why I said it, but I said that exact thing to Michaela just before we started <laughs> recording. And I just like died laughing. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, you ready to record chicken? And she just was like, <laughs> dead on the floor. Chicken cackling. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> anyway, I, I feel like I say that a lot. I'm anyway. just like, I'll change the subject and I'll just be like, anyway. It's like a socially neutral way to be like, stop talking about that. <laughs> Yeah, geez, Michaela. Talk about something yeah, other chicken. than being a chicken. <laughs> geez. Um, this week we had a lot happen both personally and just kinda in the world. Just a lot's been going on lately. Yeah, I flew to and from India. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Michaela's a stand up comedian. When Thanks. did you go to India? <laughs> Never. You know what I did do? What? At a, can I talk about my ballet recital? Oh my God. Yeah, sure. Go for it. <laughs> okay. So I always have really weird dreams and, and I'm always like, I'll be like, Hey Cody, I had a dream last night. And he's like, yeah, this ought to be good. And I was like, well, last night I had a dream that me and all my family and friends were at like a ballet studio. And apparently I needed to do like a dance. And I was like, all right, sounds good. And there was like a crowd full of people out in this really fancy theater. So go practice our dance, but then our coaches that are telling us like what to dance like, or dance coaches, I guess. Choreographers, wow. That was a good, I, yep. <laughs> Close enough. Dance coach. You know I'll take it. Dance coach, I feel like, is a thing. I that's think that's fair. fair. Okay, but, you're choreographers. Yeah, so they're like, all right, you got to do this dance now, but you got to watch out for the floating chandeliers that are like every three square feet that have lit candles on them that bounce up and down, so you don't got to light your hair on fire. And I was like, okay, that doesn't even add up, but yeah, I'll do the dance. And then um, <laughs> I started like an all-out brawl because someone was trying to sell my sister like some pills in the theater, so then I was like, all right, brawl time, everybody. And it was like a crazy like food fight. Or, like, I don't even know. It was just insane. So my dreams are very weird. Well, and also, how many times have you professionally danced or danced at all? Zero. <laughs> Literally zero. And then you're, you're going pro in front of everyone? Apparently. This is hilarious <laughs> how dreams work. <laughs> yeah. So that was pretty interesting. <laughs> I don't ever remember my dreams. I'm not sure if it's a good thing or a bad thing because I don't really get nightmares very often. But I, I mean, maybe I do dream a ton and I just can't ever recall it. But I wake up like not knowing I dreamed ever. Sometimes I go through phases like that. And other times I go through phases of being like, hey, I had a floating chandelier ballerina thing I was doing last night. Or... I was trying to tell you something the other day and I was like, wait, that might not have been real, actually, because my dreams are so realistic that if I'm just doing a normal thing like eating at a buffet, the dream was, then I'm like, wait a minute, this didn't actually happen. Like the person I saw doing something funny in this buffet, this never actually occurred. It was it's just a weird thought process of being like, 
okay, I thought I remembered this and I really don't because it didn't actually happen. It was just a dream that I had that I remember when I woke up. So I think I need to do a sleep study. Didn't we conclude that another time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure we did same night last night or something, whenever that happened. Yeah. <laughs> Dreams are interesting, but I don't get them frequently. So I definitely do not believe in like, dream analysis um freudian type of stuff (laughs) i mean i definitely think that if you have like a panicked tone to your dream you might be you know experiencing more stress or anxiety in your life but that doesn't mean like a monkey clapping symbols mean something very specific (laughs) or like the chandeliers mean something specific at least to me (laughs) yeah i feel like when i remember taking my uh clinical psych class back in the good old days um, I don't think that I, I'm pretty sure my teacher wrote off dream analysis. Yeah, mine did too. They're like, this is kind of, eh. <laughs> Yeah, they're like, you know, it, it was a concept. We're not going to focus on it because it's not one really used and relevant and we don't need to talk about it is basically what I got my professor. Yeah, like some of the other kind of dicey, weird kind of stuff you can make a point from and kind of learn from, especially. Um, realizing the time frame that some of these things were talked about during um, taking time into consideration there. But yeah, some of these other things are like, this doesn't really have a basis <laughs> in science, so we're not really going to talk much about some things. Yes, this is true. Also, can we talk about the fact that your hair gets everywhere? Because I'm literally sitting here <laughs> Um, at the recording, you know, like computer, um, and pulling your hair out of <laughs> the mouse pad, like what? no, nowhere near where I sit either. Here, I don't understand can... because I just don't understand how I'm not bald right now with the amount of hairs that I shed. You know, I don't either. How many hairs can a one chicken lose before they are no- a naked chicken? Don't chickens have feathers? Not this chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure chickens have feathers, Michaela. Hairy chickens. You don't have hairs. You have you have feathers <laughs> growing out of your head. They're that would just be really, really thin. This cabinet bottom is pretty rough because it just left a lot of like cardboardy things all over my sweater too. You do weird things sometimes. You're just like, here, let me rub this against. What? What were you doing? <laughs> I guess I was way all up under here. I don't know where. Just, <laughs> my just messing there. around over here. I was kind of. I don't know. Maybe like my body is my vessel, and my brain is is doesn't really know how to control it a lot of the time. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Anyway, um, but you don't. But but do you know what <laughs> is interesting? And. Not so controllable, but mostly fully autonomous. That went to space and back this week. Well, hang on. I don't want to go to space yet. Okay. I have other things about my week I wanted to talk about. True. I just wanted to say what we were talking about this episode. Okay. What went back <laughs> to space and back? A uh, spacecraft called Dragon. Oh, yes. From SpaceX. And we for... definitely want to talk about this. Because we already had a space episode and this space stuff just blew everything out of the water tenfold. So, 
Yes, I. This is something I actually took the time to watch as well, so I'm very aware of this. This is even pretty significant. It up. Um, definitely watch this launch, watch this landing. I'm excited about the Netflix documentary. Um, last episode that or last part or whatever they're calling it that's coming for their limited series. Mm-hmm. Um, but we will get into that after we discuss my yes. DMV di- disaster. Your disaster. Yes. What so happened? Moving states. You have to you have to get a new in-state license, right? Right. Well, this state that I live in says you have to do it within 30 days or you're in trouble. They don't really. It's just basically or else is basically yeah. what they say. <laughs> um, well, you can't really. It's appointment only in this state. Yeah, I think maybe because COVID, though, too. Yeah, COVID is still really put a damper on things in the Delta variant. There's a lot that's really lingering there. So it makes sense. But. They're appointment only, um, and <laughs> you can't get an appointment for like two months out for a lot of the DMV locations unless you get one lucky or two drive all the way to the other side of the state, which on the terrain of the state that I live in is, is little... like nine <laughs> hours, and that's not an exaggeration. <laughs> yeah, so that's not obviously preferred or favorable at all. Yeah, so it's not it's not realistic. So <laughs> I got really lucky and was able to find one. Still have to drive an hour for it, but not as far as I could have had to drive and was expecting and anticipating <laughs> having to drive for my DMV appointment. I also need a new driving license for the work that I do, so there's like a lot of reasons I need to get this done. But, oh boy, it has been a, kind of a mess of a headache. <laughs> Also, the state I live in, question mark, requires you to take a written driving uh, test again, even though you've been driving for 10 plus years. Yeah, that is a little funky to me. Um, Definitely not looking forward to taking another like driver's exam. You don't have to do the driving portion. It's just the written, of course. But why do I have to do it again? I can legally drive here with my like current license. <laughs> Please just let me have another card. Yeah, it's really just messed up, to be honest, to say the least. Definitely not my favorite, but eventually I will also have a DMV appointment and probably have to drive an hour. Yeah, well, that has also happened in my life recently. So that's a struggle that I'm currently navigating in addition to the rest of the life. Um, unpacking and getting the apartment all set up is pretty much done, which, I mean, we're getting pretty close. Like the last few things are going into place. Um, yeah. So that's making us feel better. Most of the kitchen got set up. We changed light bulbs that the property management <laughs> company did not take care of? Question mark. Yeah. There's just like a light bulb hanging out in their pantry. And we're like, is this, is this alive? Is it burnt? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, it turned out it was burnt. <laughs> um and the kitchen light some for some reason was also all burnt. the kitchens <laughs> all the kitchens I've ever lived in apartment style living just use fluorescent lights I don't know why it Nasty. just seems to be a threat a trend um a threat a it threat. is quite a threat to be honest <laughs> um so it seems to be the trend of kitchens but um we got LED uh, fluorescent lights so they're not true fluorescents and they uh, will last the duration of our living here 
Adult excitement time. Beep, 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 beep. Yes. Nice light bulbs. <laughs> yes. So that's that's nice. And also the alarm system that we have on the place sucks. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to mention the company because it really doesn't matter. But the alarm company I use now, well, they had two sensors that just died. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's one of those like DIY um, situations like uh, they have professional monitoring, but you have to kind of install your sensors and, you know, buy your kit yourself. Um, well, <laughs> they had two sensors die and I was like, hey, can you just replace these? And they were like, they went on this whole rant about how I'm installing them wrong and how basically like user blamed. Oh, that's what happened. Yeah. I didn't is. know what the um, customer service person was saying to you because you were kind of like eh, afterward. <laughs> yeah, it was literally so they're picky about which part of the sensor I put on which. So whether the magnet was on the door or the, the detector part was on the door, um, I put the because the detector parts, the bigger part, I put that on the door. So it the. Because it's too hard to get those big pieces on the fleshing, like the mounting part. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Literally, the fact that they were flipped pissed the person off, and they were like, what "You're does wrong." It matter? I was like, "They're like, you have to completely reinstall your sensors and then try it for like a month before I'll do anything." Oh, and whatever. no, you can't get these. So I have to suffer. Basically, they're user blaming. They're telling me it's my fault, mm-hmm. and then they're um, just telling me I have to, you know, suffer for a month before they'll do anything. But and this is not a company where you can just buy the sensors because I would have just bit the bullet bought buy the sensors. Right. But you have to buy a whole kit. So you have to spend a bunch of money. To For even... stuff you already have to get one piece. Yes. So it's useless. So I'm just like, so I literally was like, cancel my service. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I canceled my service with this company. I went through a, a very widely known national company that's huge. Everyone freaking knows them. But <laughs> yeah, people love them and hate them. But they're a big company. They have a lot of experience in the game. So that system is on the way, and this one will continue to work until they come. But that irritated me this week <laughs> significantly. <laughs> That's fair. I think it's really funny when you cancel something or like something new is arriving, and then the old or currently used things start to be a little bit more goofy. Um, <laughs> for <laughs> example, you're like, all right, new security system, here we go. And then the security system <laughs> just, the, both doors are closed and it was like, entry detected. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> Why is there ghosts entering my house right now? What do you mean? <laughs> I, I'm i just convinced that it was the company um, <laughs> effing with me. <laughs> like, they're just like, this guy is uh, canceling we're gonna set, service. <laughs> yeah, we're going to set this off on him. Like, I don't know. The The rep was really just rude to me. Like, it wasn't a good experience. That's really frustrating, though. Yeah, it is really frustrating. But either way, they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a new service. Um, and luckily, our camera service is separate anyway, too. So everything's redundant in some way, shape, or form. So Protecting your shit, man. Yeah, gotta do that. Gotta do it. But... Um, other companies that are frustrating other than the DMV and (laughs) security things, (laughs) um, will always will be internet providers as we have previously discussed and ranted about (laughs) Cody more so than me. (laughs) Well, I, I'm always the guy that signs up for internet and yeah, 
I had a bad experience with the one company starting here at the new place. And now I have a bad experience leaving the other one because they're like, <laughs> they literally just wouldn't work with me. Their policies were really dumb. And they just like, it's one of those situations where it's like, there's kind of that corporate brainwash that happens where the reps yeah. for the company are just like die hard for the company and only believe what the company tells them. And it's like, yeah, they're you, like, no, we're the best. And it's like, no, none of your price. None of this is the best. <laughs> I'm like you, you can make really valid points at them and they just like are naive to it because of what they're told by like corporate America. Yeah, it's frustrating. It's like, no, you are not listening to my concerns as a consumer. Do not tell me that you are sorry for my negative experience. Like one more time, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> I hear you, but I can't do anything for you. And it's like, well, then why do Think you exist as a company? <laughs> why do you even have customer service? Bye. <laughs> this is not service to the customer. <laughs> yeah, the company in question, which I'm sure could be figured out, refuses to prorate months. So they'll just charge you for your internet for like a day. Uh, you can use a, a few hours even. And um, over the end of the billing cycle, and they will charge you for an entire 30 days. I just don't understand that model in terms of internet service providing because it's not convenient. Like move in, move out times aren't just like on the dot of every month. We're not such a um, utopian society that has like perfect dates for everything all the time. Like <laughs> that's not how it is. <laughs> yeah. And. <laughs> They're, they're also their install fees for for a guy to come out and hook a modem up that I could have done myself. Thank goodness this new company for the same actually faster service than the old company offered. Cheaper. <laughs> it, that's cheaper. Uh, and they also offered uh, they also um, like I always get the high tier stuff because I do certain things in the background that demand it. Um, but the the uh, highest tier always requires an install, and it's like a two hundred dollar install fee which so, is ridiculous if you know what you're doing with the internet <laughs> yeah it was just for them to come and hook up a modem and i never complained i never got they were late and i'm not talking like late like a few minutes i mean like hours like i like it was infecting work they were supposed to come at 11 o'clock in the morning i had to leave for work at like 1 30 that day two o'clock ish yeah and it literally was to the point where like they weren't getting there by noon or by like 12 30 one o'clock like <laughs> like i wasn't gonna be able to do like my work <laughs> yeah so like it's an just hour and like... a half two hours later they showed up and i was like uh, you need to be fast and they were fast but like it's i never complained i never got my money back <laughs> i never asked for my money back and they couldn't prorate my last bill so just really annoying things happen, I think, where it's just very customer blaming, I think, is the experience that I've had with a lot of the companies lately. Yeah, but it's the thing is, some people are rude and demanding, and I just don't feel like any of our requests are rude or demanding or unrealistic with these things. It's like, can you just treat me nice like a person and try to work with me because you like I have to work with all of subscription for everything BS all the time. So, oh, and I'm never rude. I mean, I never swear or cuss at. I know for sure these people do get that. I never do that stuff. I'm always really nice to them. I'm just like, hey, work with me. Here's the situation. Like, just straight with them. And they just don't care. 
Yeah. But moving on, this doesn't have to be ordinary complaint tour. <laughs> ordinary complaint tour. Ordinary struggles are over. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ordinary struggles. Um, we can focus more on the cool stuff that's happened this week, which has been happening in the background nationally, actually worldwide. Yes. But I also want you to tell a story about what happened earlier today after you started to eat your dinner. Oh, can we, can we, we should wrap up with that. Can you, remi- can you remind us to wrap up with that? Yes, I okay. definitely can because I want everyone to know. Just kidding. I just really think it's a funny story. But yes, tell us about national news. Yeah. So, I mean, as you said earlier, we both were pretty excited. Um, we've seen, we talked previously in episode two, which is uh, titled uh, Space properly Skittles. Space Skittles. Yeah. <laughs> Which was really good. After the launch of Jeff Bezos's Blue Origin little rocket. New Shepard, was it? Yes. The rocket. Yes. So um, we've seen uh, Virgin Galactic. We talked about them. Mm-hmm. And Richard Branson goes space in his like space airplane, which was kind of a joke comparatively to other <laughs> stuff going on. But <laughs> yeah. You know what? It's it's cool. It's still it still steps forward, but just very different from what we're seeing now. Yes, um, very different approaches. <laughs> and then Jeff Bezos, who I'm, you know, I don't officially know if this is the case, but I'm convinced that Jeff Bezos's company, Blue Origin, just gets all the retired or drop SpaceX dropouts <laughs> <laughs> because all the technologies are piggybacked off of them after they already did it and have extensively tested it. True. Well, um, as our um, not extremely scientific um, viewer point would give us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just appears as such. I'm no rock. We're no rocket scientists. We've been over that. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm just making it up, but that's just what it seems like. <laughs> um, but Jeff Bezos, this was cool. Uh, they took a rocket up. The rocket separated and landed itself just like all SpaceX's has been doing for <laughs> a long time, but it was really cool to see. And then they sat in space for a long time, and I believe the rocket did parachutes in the same way that spe- SpaceX works. Yeah, and they just landed on ground and pretty softly the for the capsule to yeah. arrive all in the same day. Um, but then we've got, <laughs> I think in our last episode about space, we were like, all right, all these super rich dudes are kind of starting to climb to space here. We're wondering what we were making jokes about Elon Musk being like, all right, you guys have fun with that. Like, I'm going to go colonize Mars. Well, (laughs) it's just really funny because I remember you making a comment where you were like, yeah, I wonder if Elon Musk was, you know, they had asked him if he was concerned with any of these other space companies um, doing space things lately. And he was like, LOL, no, pretty much. And well, now we understand why. <laughs> yeah. So in the background, the inspiration for which they did not push to try and rush to be the first thing. They still built this the right way. Uh, they were like, we're going to we're going to send not just the, the billionaire in space. Like we're not going to send Elon Musk. Yeah. Um, we're going to we're going to send people deserving into space. Um. To orbit for, the Earth. To orbit the Earth for three days. Yeah. With And they could have gone to the 
International Space Station really easily, but they were like, no, that'd be too easy. We're <laughs> going to put you in a capsule and you're just going to orbit in the capsule, your own space vessel, for three days on your own. So they get themselves into orbit without the need for, you know, just attaching the ISS, which is already in its, in its own orbit. Yeah. So they actually went higher in kilometers than the International Space Station. Yeah. Just to orbit around Earth, too. They, in the documentary, it says they were like considering being lower um, in orbit, but they were like, nah, we can go higher. So then they just did. <laughs> and I feel like most of our listeners, you probably have seen this documentary. It's really big. I think it's called Countdown to Take Launch. Yeah. Anyway, something like that. Countdown something. Yeah. Um, but it's it's really big. And it really explains, I think, the whole crew very well and how they select it. And people got really hype, I included, about the crew that was chosen. No kidding. Well, not to mention, this is an all-civilian mission. These are not traditionally trained astronauts. I don't think, I think in all the space we've seen so far, including Richard Branson and Jeff Bezos, who are just billionaires going to space. um, Which, like, yes, they're civilians too, but, like, not in the same capacity of the like working class people. <laughs> exactly. I mean, they did. So they had each seat in the spacecraft represent something. And it was like leadership, hope, yeah. generosity, and um, prosperity. And prosperity. All in these seats. Like, that's crazy. And the amount of time that they did and how they chose people was really unique. It really and, was. And the people, their stories were incredible that they had on this mission and how hard they worked. And we got to watch some of their training on the documentary, how hard inspiration for worked to be able to like make it worth it for them to go to space. They're like, yes, I was given this opportunity, but I'm not going to pass it up. And I'm going to earn it is really, I think the mentality of what we saw. I would definitely agree. And to go from, you know, the seed of prosperity, for example, was an entrepreneur named Cyan, Dr. Cyan Proctor, and I think it's her last name. <laughs> Something like that. Something like Sounds that. right. <laughs> and uh, she is like, you know, in her 50s. And just to go from, yes, she's a very successful entrepreneur, artist, um, poet. And all of a sudden she is like a spacecraft mission pilot. <laughs> like that is such a cool turnaround. For her to be able to do that. And all of these people were so deserving um, of this opportunity. And while they were up there, like they did science experiments with data available to like anyone in the world. Um, did they do experiments? I know they were collecting data, but I didn't know if they were doing experiments. Um, I'm pretty sure they said something about doing like liquid, like moving around liquid and stuff like that. So, you know, pretty, pretty simple on Earth. <laughs> Uh, type of experiments, but did, like with data collection. And it's all publicly available to like anyone. So the nice thing is the amount of people I can learn from this data includes anyone with internet access. Yeah. And even if it's simple data, they said this can benefit people not just, you know, to in- advance the space missions in the future, but, you know, people on Earth dealing with like motion sickness and nausea and stuff. Um, which can affect a lot for like a lot of different reasons. People can be affected by these conditions. Yep. Yeah. Um, that's 
really awesome to see is how much data they collected and just making it publicly available. That's not something you see in the research space, the no. professional <laughs> academic research space. This is not what you see. Uh, data is really closely guarded. It's very specific very to the, the publisher of the research study. Expensive to buy rights to be able to read like yes. a research posting. <laughs> so Because it takes a lot of money to do research. I mean, putting a rocket in space is no, <laughs> no. inexpensive or cheap task. And SpaceX just did this. They were just like, yeah, we'll, we'll do it for you. <laughs> And yeah. <laughs> um, they just were like all fully on board. I mean, all the money that they raised, zero of it went to SpaceX to launch the rocket. All of the costs of that were just flipped by SpaceX. And then all the rest of the money that they raised went to St. Jude's, which was Children's Research Hospital. Yeah. And not only did they just fund, you know, fundraise for that, they really made a pledge to get $200 million with a kickoff with a donation from one of the Inspiration4 crew, actually, um, of $100 million. That's, first of all, I would love to be able to donate $100 million to a charity whenever I wanted to. Uh, <laughs> so definitely, yeah, our mission um, captain or commander, um, yeah, Jared, there, there was a has a bit of money. <laughs> trying to remember so there's a mission commander yes there was a chief medical officer yes um there was a or mission medical officer or whatever they called it mm -hmm. there was a mission specialist yes and, and then, then the, the pilot. pilot yeah the mission pilot so <laughs> yeah the other people the leadership chair was jared and he uh, i guess his story was like he was talking to spacex because he's like a fighter pilot well, he, he never served in the military. He just bought fighter jets and got into flying, like flying on them. the civilian <laughs> side uh, for like air shows and stuff. So he had massive experience in the airspace, um, but he never like went to space space, but has always had that interest. And he has met, he is a CEO of a company. But his the value he brings is leadership. So he doesn't own a space company. He's not gonna create a space company. He drove all of his uh, like time and effort into creating a crew to go to space that's all civilian that have meaning to it while raising money for St. Jude. So very different experience than what we're used to, I think. Yeah, I think so too. And then you just told me, I think right before you recorded, and I didn't know this. Um, that Elon, the CEO of SpaceX, uh, actually donated the last $50 million to put it over the top, over that $200 million mark that they wanted to uh, yeah. reach in fundraising. I know as time uh, at time of splashdown of the Dragon capsule, they're at like 100, $157 million. But then Elon was like, nah, we're going to get our goal of 200 So he upped the last 50 to get over that 200 million mark. So yeah, that's a lot of money for the um, children's cancer research hospital, which is, you know, really important. And SpaceX just wrote off the flight. The fact that they put people up in space for, and that's not cheap. <laughs> like yeah. them, them to put one of their dragons flown many times. I mean, it regularly uh, fulfills government contracts for NASA actually to put astronauts in the international space station. 
Uh, Dragon is very valuable as a big piece of equipment with lots of cost of operation to run and to use. Oh, yeah. Um, Everything on that little capsule has got a purpose. (laughs) And we're not talking like hundreds of thousands or thousands or anything like that. We're talking like millions and millions of dollars to do this stuff, if not billions um, for these companies. Maybe not for this one flight, but I mean, a space exploration in the in the um, originally when we went to space, what was it, the 60s, 50s when we were going regularly? I think so. Those are on the time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. When when after they started using reusable reusable shuttles like uh, Challenger and Discovery and all those big reusable NASA shuttles, I think those are some <laughs> some space geeks out there will <laughs> will tell me I'm hacking wrong. <laughs> Once again, we are not experts. <laughs> Definitely not experts. Doing the best with the information we do have. Trying not to give any false information though but you know we do correct ourselves which we have done before when we've accidentally said the wrong thing or been you know not fully informed on something so not trying to misinform anybody just you know yeah having a conversation but anyway those i think when those were flying i remember them saying that like a launch was like in the ballpark of like five, like over the between the million and the billion mark so it wasn't it wasn't cheap cash money like they were spending good money to put people in space. And now with inflation and economics and it, it can't be cheap, even with a private company doing it. Oh yeah. Just the cost of all the freaking liquid oxygen and all the fuel that just explodes. I mean, and, and the controlled explosions and the just to get it up there. Oh, amazing. Also yeah, very expensive. Science. <laughs> The systems, the the people, the amount of people that are in that control room watching them and rotating shifts for 72 hours while they orbit the Earth, making sure that everything is being like every object that could possibly even even like hit the spacecraft like they're they're like they might have to kick you out of orbit. They might have to do something to avoid this. Um, They're monitoring everything. Like yeah. everything. They definitely have like hundreds of people on board just for this one space flight at any given time um, that are like actively doing things and making sure safety is always a consideration. And you know they're paid well because they have to be, especially when you're paying people to literally <laughs> make decisions and do things to keep lives alive. <laughs> to yeah, keep and the mission alive. too. Otherwise, the rest of these people's effort is just kaput. I know the families of all of the Inspiration4 crew were, you know, a little nervous and concerned about their loved ones going into space, especially I know with in space in memory of other space like mishaps. Um, I don't remember the name of it at this current time, (laughs) but I know that there was a flight that went up and that was had it had a, a civilian on it. Um, just like a school teacher that exploded. So I know they were really nervous sending their loved ones up, especially, you know, knowing there's not like a technical astronaut on board. And even though everything's like fully autonomous on the dragon, you know, I would be worried too. And, you know, I vaguely remember watching a another documentary actually on Netflix about that flight. So I'm pretty sure that's available and out there. But I remember watching that. 
a while ago. Like this is over a year ago going, man, that's, that's crazy. When will we, you know, overcome this and like finally be able to get back to space regularly again. And the funny thing is I literally had those thoughts (laughs) and now like the reality is like, Like we're back, we're back. We're going quickly. Are we going to move even further and beyond that? Oh yeah, (laughs) definitely. And like next stop is the moon. (laughs) <laughs> well, I think it says that. I'm pretty sure if you look at SpaceX's website, I think their next mission is moon. Yeah, they're literally just going to the moon. Because <laughs> it was... I don't remember the order, but they like had... Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> I remember. Different missions of them. Do you remember what they were? I remember you are talking about, sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they had different missions. I know one of their last missions is they want Mars and beyond. Yeah, so they had... um. You know, International Space Station, Orbit, the Moon, and then Mars and Beyond. Ah, uh, yes. So, definitely lots of exciting things to come. And I really just feel like we will probably see a lot of crazy space stuff in our lifetime. Which, you know, it really makes it an interesting time to be alive. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I just... I really want to be that next person to go up there, man. I wish I wish I could be a civilian space astronaut. But you know what the <laughs> reality of it is? You know, if you really you have that burning passion, you're more and more likely now to actually maybe have the opportunity. We're not seeing these crazy specialists that spent their whole life trying to doing nothing other than dreaming about going to space and studying space. Um, but we're seeing more normal people like conventional humans like you and me um go all the way up to space um and use other like skill sets like medicine and leadership and all that stuff yeah no kidding so i mean this is not something we saw before but the reality is it's something we're starting to see now and your likeliness of going as just a regular joe schmo is steadily increasing yeah the thing exactly. is like as a kid, you know, if you would ask me, do you think you will ever go to space? Um, definitely, I'd be like, no, that's probably impossible. Like, I'm not trying to be an astronaut, you know. But now it's like, I don't know. It is possible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's even that I don't know thought is just crazy that that's what we're, we're thinking of right now. And the amount of stuff we're doing outside of even like people, like the amount of satellite technology that's gone up. We look at like services. And I know said this a lot but like starlink with like basically turning the whole world into internet like internet (laughs) anywhere on earth yeah because satellite to keep people connected (laughs) i mean it's just all you need is a clear view of the sky like it's just crazy the amount of like change that we're seeing um with space just due to space i mean gps you know we can get things that we don't think about that impact our most of us are daily lives. Oh, that's yeah. one thing that I don't <laughs> tend to think about is without space exploration and satellites and being able to put things into orbit, not people, but technology, even we wouldn't be able to navigate using yeah. our phones to do a able- lot of these location services. Oh, yeah. Things beyond like uh, connecting through geolocation of like uh, in a, in, based on your IP address, based on your like where you're connected via Wi-Fi or wherever your connection is, um, they would have no other way of locating. 
I mean, other than triangulating through cell patterns, but that's not good enough to be able to, you know, you get know, yourself if you have down streets <laughs> and get you down streets from, you know, one end to the other and tell yeah. you where you're going. That stuff literally, things we use every day, GPS technology, we use that. I feel like a lot of people use that like daily or pretty regularly at least. Yeah. And that involves literally space exploration and rocket science. So, yeah, I mean, while it can be a very far fetch from some of the struggles that happen here on Earth, um, especially with a lot of um, human and natural disasters occurring in these times, um, you know, I think all technology has a place um, for is somewhere. Well, and I remember when I was in undergrad, they would always people. There's a lot of people that just believed like against like social media technology, the and the increasing amounts of technology and the harm it does. But the reality is, the benefits way outweigh the harms that technology has done. You just have to use it smart you know you can't just blindly do everything but that's you know you can get harmed by blindly following anything yeah and everything has an inherent risk to it right. i mean everything you do is if you're gonna do risk analysis on everything everything you do has a risk your decision to go out and drive to work today has a risk it's a calculated risk but it's still a risk and it's just a part of your everyday life so and you also have to weigh the benefits over the over the you know negatives of it. You driving to work today, sure, you have a risk of you know severe bodily injury or even death. Like that's the reality of it. If you drive, if you're like one of the you know literally millions of people in the world that drives to work every day um, <laughs> and gets in your own automobile, then you are putting yourself at a fair risk, actually, in reality, of getting severely injured and. But you have to weigh the benefits of you're making a living and earning money to be able to support your lifestyle. Right. And I mean, just because you can be harmed, it doesn't mean you will be harmed. Yeah. And that's definitely where, you know, paying attention and putting your like efforts into things <laughs> uh, plays a part. All I can hear is my cat yelling in the background because she wants dinner. <laughs> Yeah, that's okay. She seems like she's quieted down now. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> but yeah, space exploration is on the radar for this year, um, for this last week even. And I feel like we're just going to continue to see more and more. I think Blue Origin's taking some steps in the right direction. I think Virgin Galactic's still taking some steps in the right direction, maybe a little further behind the other two that are more rocket science focused, I think, than Blue Origin is. But not, or I mean, sorry, Virgin Galactic is. But nonetheless, if we do look at what NASA had for the original space shuttles, they were more airplane looking than what we're seeing now as well. Yeah, I think what we're seeing now definitely is capsules with giant uh, rockets on the bottom, basically. Just a massive amount of engine and power. <laughs> yeah, and the reality is Virgin Galactic has a rocket on it. Um, it's just more of an airplane. Yeah. So it it looks more like the space shells that they were sending into space. Um, but the difference is the space shuttle sat on these giant rockets and then just kind of flew out of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
But then they were able to land them like airplanes, if I remember correctly, on the runways. That's so. pretty crazy, though, too. Now yeah. we're doing things like splashdowns and, um, you know, lifting the capsule out of the ocean. And they have, like, everything's accounted for where the capsule has, like, a seawater area to keep itself afloat upright so you don't just, you know. Yeah, it has little you know, seawater bladders. Go to space just to die at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> No, they were even saying that. They're like, you know, it's a capsule. It's a space vessel. It's, it's a boat. A, it's a boat. <laughs> they're like, it does everything. It does a little <laughs> bit of everything. That's just crazy. And now they're going to dust it off and slap it back on the top of the rocket. Yeah. Goodbye. I mean, they're going to have to clean off all that nasty burnt plasma look to it. But <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's yeah. crazy how they just reset it and it's good to go again. My favorite thing was that they said they, first of all, whipped together this mission in under a year. That's insane. They just have the ability to do that. <laughs> and then they also detached the docking mechanism for the ISS and this just slapped on the biggest contiguous window. Yeah, a giant <laughs> So dome. it's a dome at the top so you can see the earth from the dome, which is a lot. This is by far the most impressive views <laughs> civilians have been able to receive. Yeah, and we went out and we looked at like SpaceX's social medias, and I remember seeing uh, or watching any of the footage of it. Um, the footage of Earth that you can see on this is far different from what we were seeing on previous space flights from Virgin Galactic and uh, Blue Origin. Yeah, so I mean... We're all walking in the same direction, but this year saw a lot of space exploration-minded missions and events and lots of excitement. So I think that is pretty cool. Definitely a 2021 year of summer, summertime of space. <laughs> That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, it's really crazy what these, what these vessels are capable of, what people, the human race are, is capable of, what what the future may or may not look like. I, I heard that. And I think we maybe we talked about it. NASA's looking for people to uh, keep in like a, a dome. Yeah, they're going to keep them in like a controlled environment dome to yeah. simulate living on Mars. Yeah. So we're as far as like simulating the experience right now, which that's just crazy to me. It sounds like it's a long ways away still, but. Like, not as far as we thought. <laughs> if NASA, which is a government entity, maybe not, like, directly, like, they still have their own, like, views, like, where they, they're, not, yeah. they're a part of government without being attached. Yeah. Um, but having some separation. But even with that happening, um, the, like, the fact that NASA's even looking at the possibility of this means there's more realistic this mm -hmm. is way more realistic than I think most people realize because NASA would not be doing this if they weren't like, all right, you have the technology. <laughs> this is becoming a, a good reality. The yeah. fact that NASA's supporting this means that there's the reality of us seeing this very soon in our lifetimes is, is there, is present. Definitely is. And that just absolutely floors me. <laughs> I think I like to think about or whenever I watch older movies. Um, or anything relating to the future, <laughs> you know, and I love it when they're based in like the 2020s and they're like got really funky, goofy technology that, you know, people in the 70s, 80s thought we would have by this time. 
always cracks me up. <laughs> I don't have any good examples, but you all know what I'm talking about. It's so funny sometimes. But like those old people on their typewriters, like, this will <laughs> never get easier. This is the best. And then people on computers are like, backspace, backspace, backspace. And typewriter people are like, what? Whiteout's not a thing anymore. Yeah. I just like watching the movies where they're like, you know, by 2020, we're going to have like crazy chips in our brain that we can just like access the internet with our eyes or you know what i mean or like flying cars is a big one yeah personal robots is another one well you know with uh if we become multi-planetary i don't know maybe flying cars maybe the jetsons reality will be there <laughs> beep beep i'm going to mars for dinner yeah you know i don't know I, mean. I just you talk about it a lot where you want to be like, all right, let's hop on a rocket and go to Japan for lunch. <laughs> I think I truly think that right now could be a thing. I just don't think it's practical with the cost <laughs> of doing so. Yeah, agree. But the reality is you could fly into space orbit for like not even really orbit, but fly into space and then go straight down into Japan and get so fast. And get, so you could go wherever you are, halfway across the world. I think this is something SpaceX talks about actually as like a service. Yeah. Um, it's on you their could, website. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You could go from like where we are, halfway across the world, and just be there in like what? What did it say? Like thirty minutes. Thirty minutes or less for most places that they would offer. <laughs> something that by any airplane would take literally over a day of continuous flying. Yeah, so talk about speeding up your life here. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Big time. <laughs> Easily. Gotta so. remember how and when to slow down, but also enjoy the speed ups and appreciate what we have. <laughs> Could not agree anymore. But talking about lunch, do you want to wrap us up with your fun little story of dinner? Oh, yes. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll send us out on a good note here. Um, everyone can laugh at me. So we were sitting out on our beautiful, beautiful patio deck, whatever you want to call it. I don't ever know what Balcony. to call it. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Uh, outdoor living area. Yes. <laughs> That's like a, the outside like a room. deck that goes above other Let's decks call it that. balconies, whatever you call it. <laughs> the outside room. I'll take that. <laughs> Um, we were sitting in the outside room and like, we, we don't really have fancy patio furniture yet, but we lawn have lawn chairs. We, yeah, we have like <laughs> lawn chairs that we're using at the moment. You we know, did just chairs. Move. At least they're not inside the house. <laughs> yeah. And we did just move. So like, this was a good improvise for now, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> like until we can, you know, get something more extensive. We also want to finish the last few things we have to do before we start buying more things anyway. <laughs> I know it felt like for a while we just kept getting more things. So there would be like more boxes to unpack. And I was like, how does this keep occurring? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I feel like that's just the first month of living in a new place. But yeah, <laughs> hopefully we have enough stuff by now to the point where <laughs> we don't need another semi to drive it across the country. <laughs> <laughs> but we're in the outside room. On but our yeah, lawn we, were, chairs. we were in the outside room, our lawn chairs. <laughs> I had where we had picked up like takeout pizza because pizza. because pizza is phenomenal. One of my personal favorites. I feel like it's a lot of people's personal favorite. Everybody loves a good pizza. If you hate pizza, you're officially a sociopath. <laughs> and they're 
I, I don't know. That's just not okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you hate pizza by choice. Yeah, come on. Incorrect. Yeah, that's fair. If you're lactose <laughs> intolerant, I guess you got a reason. Yeah. That's fair. Or any other kind of weird food allergy. Gluten, uh, celiac disease. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. There's a couple of things where <laughs> I'll give you the, the benefit of the doubt. But if you, if you by choice just hate pizza, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> but we got pizza. I had it on my uh, plate, uh, which was sitting on the chair because I went to light. We have like a little, and yes, it's allowed on our balcony. We have like a little, because the balconies like a- are far enough from the like actual living vessel. Uh, and it's it's not really a like a fireplace like yeah it's like a stone bowl with little rocks in it and then you put a little gel fuel can in the middle yeah and they're you like safe for indoors too yeah so it just has a it's got a really short flame on it but it you know makes some heat that's for yeah. sure with the bowl the it's just a cool bowl. little burning fire can to be honest highly kind of, recommend kind of like what you would use when you're camping and making food to be honest very similar to those uh same style but we we had that going and I was lighting that. That's what I was doing and setting up. When we're outside, we like to uh, we like to watch something in the background too. So like, mm-hmm. well, I think we were like watching Undercover Boss or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Um, but I'll set up. I have like an iPad and I'll set it up on the iPad and we'll set the iPad up on one of the chairs so we can watch <laughs> that. Have the fire going in front of us. Enjoy the outdoors. Have some conversation. Have a lot. You know, just yeah, there's lots a of lot stuff of all at once. You know, and really enjoying the outside room. <laughs> yeah, really enjoying it, but also having you know entertainment, enjoying everything going on. We were out there. I was setting all that up, lighting the fire, all that stuff. Went to sit back down and just sat on my plate of pizza. <laughs> Why don't you tell it from your perspective too from my there? Because you always really you you tell it really well from like how it looked when I reacted. To so that. I just came out because I was also grabbing my pizza and my water and stuff like that and napkins because yeah. So then I came out, you know, sat all my stuff down, went to sit in my lawn chair, and then Cody's sitting in his lawn chair and then just slowly stands back up, turns to me. Very calmly goes, I just sat in my pizza and then turns around and there's a triangle grease mark on his butt. <laughs> I was I was like, please don't be mad. Please don't be mad because I'm going to laugh my ass off at this. <laughs> my brain was saying at me and I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're definitely sad in it. because you, you got a little triangle on you. <laughs> well, I wasn't mad. It was um, just so, oh, I was so funny. <laughs> yeah. I was, was like, it must have been really warm and squishy. Like, well, yeah, it was most the main reason I realized because I sat down, I was like, why is it warm? Why is it warm? I'm like, why is the seat warm? <laughs> it was just because I, I just sat on my pizza. <laughs> yeah. So that was a good one. Yeah. So <laughs> pizza on the butt acquired. I don't know. <laughs> pizza butt. <laughs> yeah so um <gasps> gotta laugh at yourself sometimes i do funny stuff yeah that's fair i mean i'm not i'm not terribly upset it happened <laughs> it's over with, with, it's it. done with i lived with it. it doesn't look it didn't look bad after it like got brushed off and was fine yeah it didn't wreck the pizza surprisingly the pizza was fine <laughs> yeah, yeah it was all good it was like a lipped plate which i think really helped yeah, you like 
it it wasn't bad. At least you didn't like stay sitting there like, oh, my seat must just be warm or something. And I didn't get like sauce all over me. Yeah, you didn't like wiggle around or anything to make it way worse because it definitely could have been worse. No, I think I think overall it wasn't that bad. But yeah, it was definitely funny. It was comedic. I, I sat on my pizza because I wasn't paying attention. Ah, <laughs> oh, you know, stuff like that happens sometimes, especially when you're multitasking. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's my laugh at Cody for the day. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> to play us out. Well, thank you all for tuning in. And I hope we have more future space episodes. I feel like we really are repping the SpaceX right now, but they are killing the game in terms of exploration. So, And, you know, I'm sure other companies are, but they're just not as publicly and showing (laughs) what they can do comparatively. Like, yeah, popping up and coming back down is, I think, the most we've seen from the other companies. We haven't really seen any other major demonstrations in the public eye. Yeah, we got to get the rest of these private space companies really just need like the track record that SpaceX has for safety and technology and stuff like that. And I think we'll we'll definitely see more of it. I think we're just at the beginning of these privatization of the space companies um, starting to gain some traction here. Yeah. Well, until next week when we broadcast <laughs> from Mars. Yep. <laughs> Do you hear that? Uh, anyone that owns a space company, uh, we want to be the first podcast from ours. We will really talk a lot about your company being really awesome, and we love space merch. Please and thank you. Goodbye. And we just want you to send us the space. We'll do podcasts from space. I will do anything, almost anything from space. Just put me there. <laughs> I'll do science. <laughs> All right. And on that note, thank you. <laughs> Stay awesome. We'll see you guys in the next one. Bye. Bye.